1: Good morning and welcome, everyone, to Middays on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbard, in the studio with a rhino on this. Friday, y'all. Well, it is not only Friday, but it's September the 10th. That would be the day prior to what will be the 20th anniversary of the tragedy, the disaster, the calamity that was 9-11, of course, changed our world forever. And what's even more amazing to me about this, Rhino, is that there are many in our country that were not around. And one of the things I thought about being a baseball guy was just getting back to normalcy Kind of kicked off, arguably, with the game between the New York Mets and the Atlanta Braves in New York. And who could forget then-President George W. Bush throughout the first pitch? In a bulletproof vest. Right. Awfully brave of him to stand up on that mound in the middle of that field. But the thing I respect about that is... I think he was kind of saying, just try. Come on. We're not going to let you essentially put down this country. We're not going to succumb to your murderous ways. The other thing I remember is that he threw a perfect strike. Now, contrast that <laughs> to his successor, Barack Obama, who probably should never throw out the first pitch in a baseball game, shall we say. But the pivotal moment came, if you recall, when Mets star catcher Mike Piazza slammed a dinger uh, into the night sky, right center field, I believe. And the place went nuts. And so I saw an interview this morning with the Mets third baseman at the time, his name escapes me, I I apologize for that, but Bobby Valentine, whom I believe was coaching for the Mets at the time, and Valentine said that when Piazza circled the bases, and the place was going crazy, right? It's pandemonium. And it was just like, it was almost like he hit that home run for America. Like America's back. America's not going anywhere, you murderous fools. And you know all the bad guys were watching that game. You know they were. They were. And Piazza rounds the bases. Of course, he's greeted by his teammates as they celebrate his bomb. He walks from home plate into the dugout. Valentine said there were players in the dugout crying, Major League Baseball players. He said he looked around the stadium and saw fans sobbing, unbelievable, just unbelievable. And yeah, Bush was at the Yankees game, throwing out the first game. I that's right. But the yeah, game that was the World Series th- that year. That's right. But the the game. Between the Mets and the Braves, I believe it was the first major league game played post 9 11. Certainly the first first baseball game, yeah. first baseball uh, game. The Mississippi
2: State South Carolina game in Starkville was the first major sporting event.
1: That's right. And I, I shared with you, I was actually there attending with some friends who were gracious enough to invite me to the game, and I accepted that and thoroughly enjoyed it. But nonetheless, just seeing the video of that. Stadium packed to the gills and going crazy, uh, and you know I do remember that now because whoever was catching had the tr- traditional classic Yankees pinstripe uniforms. I do remember that, and I want to say that the Yankees wore NYPD hats. See, it seems, and they all had nine eleven oh one and an American flag embroidered, I believe, on the sleeves of their. Jerseys, and that may have been all of Major League. I know it certainly was for the Mets and, and the Yankees, the New York teams. But nonetheless, it just was so good to see Americans rallying around at least something. And at that in that case, and maybe it's just a small group, right? Forty five thousand or so at City Field. But rallying around something good. We were all starving desperate for something good. I think we were we were melancholy at a minimum, and many were just flat-out depressed. You just would never think anything like that would occur on, uh, on American soil, but it did, and it changed, I think, our lives arguably forever. And sadly, there are some polls of late where Americans were questioned, and they say that since 9/11 the polls reflect that more Americans say that September 11th the terrorist attacks changed the country for the worse. Now this is a Washington Post ABC news poll. Take that with whatever veracity you want. and but the nonetheless, I, it does feel a little bit that way. I, I know for me personally, I was commuting between here in New Jersey on a, on a giant project. I did that every week for 31 months, and this was pre 9/11, 1998 to 2001. And, and what I mostly remember was you just walked into an airport, went to your gate, and got on the airplane after showing your ticket. And 9/11, of course, changed that process for the worse. And there, there are strong views on both sides. Has that really kept us safe, or is it just a big old waste of time? And But what I do know is that now you've got to go through this TSA security process, and it's a pain, honestly. It's a royal pain. I don't know anybody that really enjoys that experience, and certainly getting pre-checked which is what those of us who fly a lot, I don't as much anymore, but that helps. But that's even a bit of a pain to go do that. you still got to wait to some extent and go through it. But that's an example. And I remember traveling right after 9-11 and going through, I think, uh, connected in Houston at Intercontinental and riding on, I believe it was Houston, riding on the tram that, that connected between uh, the uh, the various terminals, A- and there were camouflaged American soldiers with M-16s on board. And it's like, is this what America's come to? It's sad. I, I don't fault that policy. I just find it sad that we had to do that. The Twin Towers, of course, represented the best of America, American capitalism, American freedom. That's what these terrorists, these tyrants, these dictators, these murderers, this is what they loathe. They loathe freedom. They loathe happiness. To them, happiness is running around cutting off heads of people. How sick can that be? How, how do they even deserve to walk the planet? But th- that, those Twin Towers, I believe, symbolized, because there were so many financial institutions that were based there or had large operations, and these were just people doing their jobs, helping to generate wealth, and engaging in our system of capitalism. That's why... I get so passionate about those in government who seek to tear down that system. And is it perfect? No. Is there such a thing as a perfect system? No. Our founder said that we aspire to continue to perfect our union. Well, a lot of that is rooted in freedom and free markets, but it's damn sure better than any other. And they keep wanting to tear it down and move it towards these others which are not remotely close to being as effective and as fair or as opportunistic. God bless us and God bless America and God bless those first responders. Cantor Fitzgerald, you guys may remember that firm. Located in the Twin Towers, 658. Every employee that reported to work that day in that that building, they all went down. They died. One company. The CEO and his sister still around today. We'll take a break right here on Middays. We'll come back with more. We've got Colonel Terry Parton at 1105. He's the Mississippi National Guard state champion. And then at 1205, Senator Roger Wicker joins us. Stay with us.
7: You'll feel like you just scored a touchdown with the savings we're offering on every new and pre-owned monster in stock. Get zero percent financing for thirty-six months on all new monsters. That's zero percent on every new monster in stock. Plus, get your first year of oil changes on us with every new monster purchase. There will be no false starts when it comes to your credit approval. Our team of credit specialists are here to get you approved. No matter your past credit history, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Have a trade-in? Bring it in, and we'll give you top dollar for it, even if you don't buy a vehicle from us. And buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty. So come in today because we're blitzing the competition and saving you big at monster Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our own new state of VR facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. gold 991 today. Mustofjackson.com. With Jackson.com.
8: you for details. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over fifty. 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe.
10: to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Now, now on to the real part. Dino On Super Talk Mississippi.
9: traffic
8: jam. At the faces in a rearview mirror.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Uh, middays here on Super Top Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studio guiding you through the middle of your day with fax fodder and fine music. We thank you so much for joining us. Chris, the mailman on the C Spire text line, says... It's my birthday today. I just turned 12 sitting in my 6th grade science class when 9-11 happened. Wow. Well, happy birthday, Chris. Appreciate you letting us know that. Happy birthday. And, uh, yeah, I wonder, I, everybody, I think, remembers that was around, where they were. Exactly what they were doing at the moment you learned of it, right? Right. Oh, I
2: remember the last song I listened to on the radio. Or It wasn't, it wasn't the radio. I had jerry-rigged my Discman to play over the radio mm-hmm. because the cassette deck didn't work in my car. <laughs> so I had one of those radio converters and had to find a, a blank spot on the <laughs> dial and then hope that I could get it to work to where my antenna would pick it up so I could listen to it. But I actually remember the song I listened to on that jerry-rigged system right before getting out of the car and going into school and I was in 10th grade. It was What a Wonderful
1: World by Louis Armstrong. Really? Yeah. Uh, somewhat ironic, honestly.
2: I think that's why it stuck
1: with me. Yeah. But the juxtaposition of such a happy, upbeat song with what was one of the worst events ever on the planet. Wow. Certainly the worst Arguably to occur on American soil. Well, happy birthday, Chris. I, I, um, I recall where I was, and it was at the Division of Medicaid, believe it or not. I was with uh, our account manager for the division and one of our technical architects, and we were huddled up with their IT staff discussing plans for a new project we were embarking upon to implement some core infrastructure to host some of their new application software. And, and someone came in the room and informed us, and we, we really couldn't grasp it. You know, it was kind of hard to comprehend. And you really didn't have the sort of video that you do today that's just ubiquitous on, in the palm of your hand that you could just dial up real quick and see. didn't exist back then. And I remember going back to, at the time was our first-generation small data center, and we had, it's customary to have televisions, live televisions, always on in data center environments, one, to keep up with the news in case there's anything such as that that might affect data center operations. And two, to keep up with the weather. That's usually what you have is news, a couple of news channels and weather going on at any point in time. Because any, anything there of significance could impact data center operations. But, of course, we went back to that, and it wasn't the fancy flat screen HD TVs we have today. Those didn't exist to any extent back then, but it was the big bigger two box TVs, and I just remember looking up, we had those mounted in the facility, and just astonished at the images. Everybody was. And the other thing that's that's so striking, it was such a clear blue sky, beautiful day. And New York's a beautiful city, the skyline is in such weather in particular. But looking at that background and seeing these planes go through these buildings and then panning around on the surface and seeing all the cloud of dust and debris and people running about, I mean, you just can't believe that's happening in America and in this country, but that's exactly what did happen. So, golly, we did have, uh, let's see, I'm looking for... A comment here. Oh, here we go. This is on the Ceasefire text line, on the 228. You just couldn't resist that slam against President Obama, could you, even though I had, excuse me, it had absolutely nothing to do with any memorial concerning 9-11. Did we
2: mention Obama?
1: I mentioned the fact that he probably ought to stay away from throwing out the first pitch. It was a tongue-in-cheek it it's intended to be a bit of a...
2: I guess we touched a raw nerve in the 228. But then again, looking back on the history of this person's text,
1: they are disturbed. I see it. Uh, you know, I just happened to make a comparison between George W. Bush's perfect strike and Obama, who looked like he'd never thrown a baseball in his life. I just happened to observe that. I'm a baseball guy. Oh, he
2: responded, it was not tongue-in-cheek. What is it about conservatives and their penchant for lying? <laughs> what
1: did I lie what about? What is it about
2: liberals and your inability to take a damn joke?
1: It's all it was intended to be. <laughs> what did I lie about? Righto. have you seen the video of Obama throwing a baseball? It's pathetic. <laughs> it's very <pretty> sad. <laughs> he couldn't make my nine-year-old team when I was coaching nine-year-olds. <laughs> now, look, that... You could argue that doesn't have anything to do, of course, with whether or not he could be an effective president. Although, i got to tell you, I do think there's something to be said (laughs) for someone. I talked about that yesterday. That just has a bit of energy and ability physically. And watching Joe Biden, who just looks so pathetic physically. And it does play into your ability to lead and inspire and persuade. That is just human nature. You can't fix that. Tell me I'm wrong. And now he says, it's strange that it is a joke, but only when it's the butt of the joke is a liberal. <laughs> so funny, I bet that one really played out well with the Bubba's.
2: Your life must be miserable <laughs> if you spend three hours a day listening to this show and hating every word that comes out of it.
1: And I'll also say I'm not a whataboutism guy. And that's a whataboutism right there, in my view. I just I I stay away from what about, what about,
2: what about. This guy seems like whataboutism might be a little bit too long for him to spell.
1: <laughs> but I could go into A three-hour soliloquy of whataboutisms with respect to the prior president, 45 President Trump. That's all we heard. They picked apart every word, every move, uh, (laughs) just everything about him, his family, their clothes, (laughs) everything else. And I never whataboutismed on any of that. I just dismissed it. It's just, you, you're looking for something because you can't find anything else. Hell, it made CNN a living, honestly. <laughs> oh, and MSNBC, they just thrive on it. It's just incredible. <laughs> and he he continues on. I'm not going to give you, by the way, he called me dude. <laughs> dude. Dude. <laughs> I'm not giving you any more notoriety, just so you know. You can keep sending stuff in all you want.
2: Or better yet, go fly a kite in a rainstorm.
1: <laughs> but you're not going to get any more. And by the way, the who is we, I'm going to answer one final question. Who is we, who is day? excuse me, who is day in this context? And the day I believe he's referring to is when I said that there are people in this country, certainly in our government, that seek to tear down the institutions and the systems which made it the most prosperous powerful opportunistic nation all on the face of the planet I won't back off from that it's the truth and so the day is the people I tell you who the day is it's people who think with enormous hubris that they are more qualified to plan and operate and administer and control a $19 trillion economy than the market. They want to sit on the board of every corporation. They want to dictate pay of every employee, including uh, the top, uh, from the top to the bottom. They want to tell you who to hire, how much to pay them, when to fire them, if that's ever something that would come about, mainly because they criticize your leftist views. That would get you fired. You're not woke enough. They want to write your handbook. They want to tell you what you're going to produce, what price you're going to sell it for, how much you're going to make of it, where you're going to distribute it. They want to control every aspect of it. That is blatant socialism. That is central planning on steroids. That is what they want. They want to tear down the market-based economy, and it's on its last breath, it feels like. That's who the day is. And it's people that have never signed the front end of a check and have no clue what it's like. No clue. Yeah, I take offense to that. They don't deserve to be in government. We'll step aside here for a break. It's time. Don't forget, we've got Chaplain Colonel Terry Parton joining us, and then Senator Roger Wicker on the show today. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
11: If your vehicle is ever damaged in a collision, please listen carefully.
12: Welcome. The first place Mississippi Braves return to Trustmark Park for their final stand of the 2021 season, Tuesday, September 7th through Sunday, September 12th, versus the Montgomery Biscuits. Join us for Bark in the Park on Tuesday, First Responders Day on Wednesday, and Drew Waters MVP statues for the first 1,000 fans on Thursday. Thursday. On Friday, the first 500 kids 14 and under receive a back-to-school backpack courtesy of the Mississippi Department of Health. On Saturday, September 11th, the Braves will honor all first responders and military and feature post-game fireworks presented by the Mississippi Department of Public Safety and Commissioner Sean Tindall. The regular season concludes with a Family Fun Day, 205 p.m. Matinee on Sunday. The regular season concludes with a Family Fun Day, 205 p.m. Matinee on Sunday, September 12th. For tickets and postseason playoff information, visit MississippiBraves.com or call 888 braves 4. Join us this week at Trustmark Park as the Braves close in on a double-A South regular season title.
4: need furniture or bedding now? The pandemic caused a big slowdown in production and shipping, so the wait can be longer than you'd like. Fortunately, Miss Skelly's has preferred status with our vendors, so despite some delays, we actually have a lot in stock and ready to go. Check out what's available now at MsSkelly's.com. The selection is growing, so
7: if you don't see what you want, check again. Then order online, or come into one of our showrooms. That perfect piece may be in stock and ready to go at Miss Skelly's.
14: I'm- i Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Businesses with 100 or more workers will have to require employees get vaccinated or tested weekly for COVID-19. That's one of the mandates laid out by the president Thursday. During an interview with Laura Ingraham on Fox last night, Governor Tate Reeves said the president lied.
15: The president and all of his team for months and months have been telling uh, the American people that they would never issue a a vaccine mandate, and, and once again, this president has gone back on his word uh, and had done the exact opposite. Reeves said what he heard from
14: Biden is not what you would expect to hear from an American president.
15: We live in America, and you would expect words like that from the president, maybe of communist China or of North Korea, but you don't expect words like that coming out of the mouth. Uh, of the president of the united states
14: the mandate would also require vaccinations for all federal workers and for millions of contractors that do business with the federal government for super talk mississippi news i'm Andy davis
12: mississippians are dying each day as a result of covid 19 and if you're not vaccinated you're at risk my name is michael borky and i'm vaccinated to protect my family and because I think it's the right thing to do. If you want to save lives and do your part to help Mississippi get vaccinated, we know the vaccine is safe and it works, but only if you get it. You can find a COVID vaccine near you by going to vaccines.gov or calling 800-232-0233. This message is brought to you by Super Talk Mississippi Media.
16: MTV is celebrating 40 years, and Grammy Museum Mississippi invites you to explore the history of this iconic exhibit. Take a trip back to the beginning with artifacts and interviews with four remaining MTV DJs. enjoy memorabilia from Michael Jackson to Bon Jovi with historical moments in MTV programming along with interactives and more. To learn more about the MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV Exhibit and other monthly programs and events, visit MS.org.
0: with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi.
9: People think we're nearing the end of time, but we've had enough and we've drawn the line. Our flag is up since our people went down And now we're together from the country to town We live back in the woods, you see Big city problems never bothered me But now the world has changed and so have I And America can survive America will survive. Welcome back, everyone.
1: Middays. Gerard and Rhino in the studio. Hank Williams Jr. bumping us into this segment. That'll get your juices flowing there, won't it? That's pretty cool. Lots of text here on the ceasefire text lines. Surely do appreciate everyone joining in the conversation. They are sick people, but. So is our president acknowledging them. How messed up is that? That's Bo in Indianola. Appreciate that, Bo. So on the, also on the ceasefire text line, Bush asked Derek Jeter for advice before he threw out the first pitch. And Jeter is quoted as saying, don't bounce it. <laughs> yeah, don't bounce it as a boo you. <laughs> oh, gosh. Chris in Boca Chita says, I'm about to cry now. I get emotional on this date. I, it, understandable. Chris, because I think you and I, Rhino, all of our, most of our audience, I should say, loves this country. There, there's nothing wrong with that. You can, you can love your country and feel some sense of pride in nationalism, and I, I often see people say, well, what's all that nationalism stuff about? That's as if that you're just a lesser person. Well, you can do that and still maintain perspective. We talk about this all the time. It's balance. There's so many examples of balance, and that just requires discernment and perspective. In clear-eyed, clear-thinking, rational, logical people, they have such skills. We all do. But we we tend to, of course, jump to conclusions and latch on to a nugget and run with it, and I feel to some extent, righto. That's kind of what happened with our two two eight. It just of all that we discussed picks up on my comparison of Obama and Bush throwing out the first pitch. I notice every pitch is a baseball guy, <laughs> for what that's worth. And I also need a report that I coached last night back on the diamond. I think twenty eight years of coaching youth sports. Third or fourth time out of retirement, I lose track. But it just gets in your blood. You can't get it out. I may be the oldest person at the park, save a few grandparents, and that's fine. High school, Woodbat League, 103 players in this league this year. Forty, at least, are committed to play at the next level. I got four D1 guys on my team of 13. Four. Four. That'll help. Two pitchers. That'll really help. One Mississippi State commit pitcher, one Auburn commit, and I've got uh, also a catcher, outfielder, Mississippi State commit. That's a combination. He can, yeah exactly. So we won five to one. It's wood bat bats were a little sluggish. Their pitching was pretty good. The group we play. But it's just, I love being around the kids, the parents. The other thing I noticed, and, and you know this comes, immediately as a, as a parent and as a coach, I know this comes from the home. And we've talked about it till the proverbial cows come home. Kids don't come out of the womb screwed up, they get screwed up because of their home, life, or lack thereof, mainly the latter. And they were so respectful to me. Now, they don't know me. Uh, I know a couple of them's parents. And in fact, one of the Mississippi State commits, I recognize his name, pitcher. He started for me. And and the second inning, his dad came up, and I immediately knew who he was. We used to work together. And extended a greeting, of course, and... Uh, and it, I don't know. So watching people I used to work together whose kids are now going and, and, and playing baseball and now going to go to the next level and play. But it was yes, sir, no, sir. Yes, sir, coach. Thank you, coach. I mean, it's like they're raised right. And, you know, my belief and my philosophy as a baseball coach is don't get in their heads. Stay out of the way. They know what they're doing. Let them play the game. You see a thing here and there? I may pull them aside and, and uh, like, I had an Auburn commit, lefty. those at about 93 in high school. Uh, good-looking kid. Struggled with his control a little bit. And didn't say a word to him while he was pitching. He got out of it. And he finished. And I just pulled him aside. I said, look, the only thing I see is your good pitches. Think about it. You come down the mound, nice balance. The pitches that you feel a little off-balance... They don't go where you want them to. You're just rushing a little bit. You've got to get balanced over the rubber before you come forward. I mean, that's just a principle, a tenant, balance. All athletics, of course. And he said, yes, sir, coach, thank you. Now, this is a D1 guy that I've never met before. I just pulled him aside and just didn't want to get in his head and didn't want to say anything while he's playing. But I was just, I guess, pleased that that's the way he responded. Not you don't know anything. I'm I'm playing D1 baseball. No, he didn't say that. He thanked me. And it's probably how he made it to the level he's at. You're right. Being coachable. And you know the first thing that comes to my mind when I, when I when I experienced that from kids, These are kids, 16, 17, is it comes from good stock. It's been raised right. Respectful. That's awesome. And I gathered them up <laughs> along the foul line there before we hit took the field, we were the home team. <laughs> we raised our hand in the circle. I said, Look, let me just tell you, we're out here to have fun. It's Fall League. This is the time you work to perfect and work on perfect your game and work on what you left where you left off in the summer. But I like to win. I play to win. And the Mississippi State commit catcher said, "Coach, you got the right team." <laughs> and I and I said, "Oh yeah, we're gonna have fun." So we broke. Anyhow, I just want to share that uh, it, it's such a a great slice of Americana. You may not be a baseball person. You, you may have interest in other sports or none whatsoever, but you cannot deny that that's embedded in our culture. And to see these kids again and their parents, and not a single parent. So here's what happens when they're 9, 10, 11, and there's parents that are living vicariously through their children, many of whom, unfortunately, don't, you can just tell, probably won't advance through the game. Very few do. It's just hard. That's fine. That's life. Right. But they're the ones that give you the most trouble, right? But the D1 kids. Their parents are like way out of the way, and I don't get between them and their coach. They get that. They get that, and I'm a nobody in the scheme of things. But wow, it's just it's just fun. It makes it fun, and I I enjoy it in that respect. But I can't get over just how it really. Last night I went home and said, "These are just good kids. They're just good kids, and they may not play baseball for a living. That's fine." But odds are they're going to be productive Americans. And if in some small way we can help them achieve that through the game of baseball, and I truly believe that is possible, having coached, I don't know, maybe thousands, (laughs) hundreds at least, I can't keep up with all of them through the years. I'm blessed in that respect. This This is what it's all about. No woke garbage. And by the way, the opponent we were playing... Had a couple of great athletes, black kids on their team. One of them's playing third base. I'm coaching third base. honestly didn't recognize him. I coached him in this league two years ago. And I didn't recognize him because he'd grown up a lot. I think he was a freshman then. He's a senior now, or sophomore, then senior now. And he said, Coach, it's Trey. I said, Hey, Trey. Have we met before? You coached me. I felt so bad. I said, well, Trey, that's because you look a lot different now, man. You look great. Oh, well, thank you, Coach. And I, I promise you, right after that, a shot was hit to him, and he dove and came up and made the play, and I high-fived him, even though he's my opponent. Because he's a kid, and he made a great play. That's what America's all about, man. In a small, sample way. We're just so blessed. We are. Wow. We got to get to Joe Biden, the dictator in chief. We got some video or some sound to play for you on video. (laughs) And we're going to analyze this craziness yesterday. That was the most divisive speech I've ever seen, maybe coming out of a president. Stay with us here on middays. We'll be right back.
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Your finally Friday has sunny skies, high near 87. Tonight, clear skies, low around 62. Your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 89. Sunny conditions for your Sunday, high near 91. And for your Monday, 20% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 90 degrees. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. No drip roofing in construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, no drip roofing in construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051.
5: This is the opening agri-market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton, was up 42 to 93.64. March cotton was up 43 to 92.84. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade November soybeans were down a half to 1270 per bushel. January soybeans were down a quarter to 1278 and a half per bushel. December corn was down three and a quarter to 506 and three quarters per bushel. March corn was down three and a half to 515 and three quarters per bushel. At the Mercantile, October live cattle was up 22 to 123.97. December live cattle was down 32 to 128.47. October feeders down 132 to 157.92. November feeders down 140 to 159.82. And at this hour, Dow Jones is down 102 points, 34,777. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Supertalk Mississippi Agri-News Network. I'm a cotton farmer.
8: I'm BASF.
5: I'm made of grit, passion, and hands that never stop working.
10: I'm made of agronomics, innovation, and hands that never stop helping. I I believe believe cotton cotton isn't isn't a crop.
5: crop. It's a calling. I'm made to grow it. Protect it. I know this is important to my family.
10: Every family.
5: That's why I work harder.
10: Innovate better.
5: To make my cotton as good as it can be.
10: As protected as it
5: can be. I'm a cotton farmer. I'm BASF. We We create create chemistry. chemistry
16: Richard Cross. be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State, every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
7: You know what that means.
16: Middays with
0: Gerard Gibbert.
7: We'll do it live.
0: On Super Talk Mississippi.
1: The Great Grand Funk Railroad, baby. We're an American band. That'd be Mark Dodd and Mel. Mark Farner on the guitar. That's Mel Scheyer on the drums. That's his vocals in that song. It's a great video, by the way, if you ever get a chance. Mel, the drummer is about 6'6, and he's got this fro that's about four feet. <laughs> On his head, and the big, stylish during the day, the big mutton chop sideburn. He looks like a cartoon character. <laughs> it does. And when he's playing the drums, that fro is shaking. <laughs> That's a great tune, though, and it's so appropriate for today. I'll not apologize for being patriotic. I won't. I won't do it. I it just won't. I'm a soccer referee and definitely see the difference between D three rec parents and D one select parents, Scott and Clinton points that out. As a coach for recreational soccer, recreation soccer, I definitely identify that on the two two eight. And it's you can just tell who's been raised right and who hadn't. And they get this garbage from the house. And I just want to say no. You're screwing them up. Get out of the way. I, if they do that with me, I I tell them, "Oh no, you're you're gone." They just don't. I I'm too old. I don't have to deal with that crap anymore. <laughs> and by the way, I, I'm not telling this to to pat myself on the back. I'm telling this to explain what gives me a little bit more latitude. I take zero money compensation for coaching. Never have, never will. I I do it. I get as much, if not more, out of it, frankly, than the than the kids and the parents. But what they can't ever do is come up to me. You know, we're paying you good money for this. You go, no, you're not paying me squat. <laughs> it's what you. <laughs> it's free. You're complaining about free. <laughs> that don't register in my book. That pretty much. And I'm not saying these parents are liberal, but does that not, to a great extent, define? The, the liberal demographic in our country. They're the only people we complain about free. It, it's a mind-boggling. Wait, it's how much that cost you? Well nothing. Well okay. then what gives you the right to complain about it? It's just in, incredible. but that's the mindset that has been engendered by years of leftism. By the way, another woke report today. You think it's over, and just when you think it is, it raises and rears its ugly head. Iowa State University. (laughs) Uh, They have produced a training document. It is provided to freshmen. Can you say that? Freshmen, fresh women, fresh people, orientation leaders, at Iowa State, it tells them the world is racist and also provided information on who the most oppressive and privileged people are. <laughs> it goes on to say it's not just the United States that is a bastion of racism and privilege, it's the entire world. <laughs> Our world has been ordered and structured on the basis of skin color, and that oppressive ordering and structurism is. In all caps, racism. That's in the handout. A spokesperson says it's available to use by orient, uh, for use by orientation leaders, but they don't have to if they don't want to. <laughs> Topics include straight white men being privileged. <laughs> It also says that white people, Christians, men, and heterosexuals number among the most privileged. (laughs) Privilege operates, I'm quoting, on personal, interpersonal, cultural, and institutional levels and gives advantages, favors, and benefits to members of dominant groups at the expense of members of target groups. That's in the handout. English-speaking people, they also have privilege. Well, I don't think that's the dominant language on the planet, is it?
2: No. It's the most widely used for business, but no, it's not the most spoken.
1: Okay. So the oppressors, the guide says, knowingly or unknowingly exploit and reap unfair advantage over members of groups that are targets of oppression. What about orientation and, like, where to find out where your dorm is or where your classrooms are?
2: What time does the cafeteria <laughs> open?
1: Exactly. My friend Bill Billingsley out there listening says, Go Cyclones! <laughs> Tongue in cheek, of course. <laughs> this is nuts. Who wants to go to it Oh, be sure and attend the, the orientation to find out how oppressed or how big an oppressor you are. Go college. Woohoo, I'm here. This is crazy. We'll take a break right here time for Super Talk and Fox News. When we come back, Mississippi National Guard State Chaplain Terry Parton.
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson,
1: Super Talk, Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals
0: at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com.
13: news. I'm Lillian Wu. President Biden fires back at pushback over his new COVID mandates announced yesterday, saying he's
18: disappointed that uh, particularly some uh, Republican governors have been so cavalier with the health of these kids, so cavalier for the health of their communities.
13: Speaking after he and the First Lady visit a Washington, D.C. classroom. Among the mandates... For
19: those uh, medical workers who work at facilities that get reimbursed by Medicaid or Medicare, they're going to be required to be vaccinated. He also wants large entertainment venues, think concert halls, stadiums, to require proof of vaccination.
13: Fox's Mark Meredith and the Biden administration releases billions in COVID relief to hospitals and health groups to cover financial losses from the pandemic, much of that money approved earlier on. America's listening to Fox News.
6: Morgan Stone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects.
2: We have all kinds of stuff.
6: Marcus, let me tell them. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone. That's right, Zeta. I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morgan Stone in Brandon. Morganstone.com Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to two men and a truck, Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday,
14: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Americans continue to share memories of that horrific day 20 years ago when terrorists attacked our country. Senator Roger Wicker was a member of the House and was at the Pentagon the morning of 9-11.
3: The attacks on the World Trade Center, both towers, occurred while I was at the Pentagon. I learned about the attacks as I was leaving. I drove to the U.S. Capitol, to Capitol Hill thinking that i was hearing over the radio about a terrorist event in new york city not realizing that actually i was driving from one terrorist target the pentagon to another terrorist target capitol hill uh, the memories of that morning and the, the events that transpired later on that day including the house and senate gathering on the steps to sing god bless america are etched
14: in my memory forever
16: For more information, visit our website at www.msboc.us.
10: How did
6: Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation impact rural broadband Internet?
20: In January of 2019, Governor Phil Bryant signed a law allowing our state's 25 electrical cooperatives to offer high-speed Internet options. Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation lobbied in support of this bill to improve the quality of life for all Mississippians. Because when Mississippi thrives, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To
16: learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org.
14: While lawmakers examine the possibility of eliminating the state's income tax, Senator John Horn says they can't lose sight of the big picture. What the legislature should
3: be looking at is how do we grow the economy? Are we going to, to uh, stop the brain drain? Are we going to create jobs that are attractive to young people who graduate college or
14: finish whatever training they're
3: going to get them to stay in Mississippi?
14: He doesn't believe the current proposal accomplishes the goal as is. Today is the climatological peak of the Atlantic hurricane season. There's no time of year more likely for a tropical system to be spinning in the Atlantic than September 10th, according to AccuWeather. There are more Category 5 hurricanes in September than any other month. 21 have been recorded so far. August comes in second with seven Category 5 storms. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Benton.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Hour two of Middays. I'm Gerard Gibbard, along with Rhino in the studio on this
2: Friday, y'all.
1: And joining us now in the studio, Mississippi National Guard State Chaplain, uh, Colonel Terry Parton, and also Chaplain David Morris. Uh, Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks so much for coming in today on this day before the 20th anniversary, if we could call it that. That kind of has a positive connotation, anniversary does, but... It has been 20 years tomorrow since this deadly tragedy, this attack on American soil. And that uh, certainly changed the lives of many in our armed forces, not to mention, of course, our first responders, many of whom went into the action and and gave up their lives in doing everything they could to save others. But so, Colonel, my understanding is that you have ministered to members of the military, who, in fact, enlisted, signed up as a direct result of what they have witnessed on nine eleven, wanted to get in the action, wanted to go uh, serve their country.
21: Absolutely, probably one of the most defining moments I believe in American history related to military service, probably um, second only to World War Two. Um, I was blessed to get in the military after nine eleven. I'm a product of that myself yeah but also served with a lot of individuals that were old timers in the guard and were being mobilized but also with a a a bevy of new young recruits our recruiting went up saying you know there's a real reason to be here and we want to take part we want to help protect america
1: yeah so it's it's kind of interesting, we talked about this when we kicked the show off today, to me, that many of these these young men and women that are signing up for military service weren't even born then.
21: That's, when this happened twenty years ago. Yes. That's the and as you say that, that's the 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 time period since, again, two decades that we continued to see individuals go, I wanna serve, there's still a purpose. Yeah. Uh, David,
1: what what do you see when you're dealing with the members of our armed forces when this day rolls around? Does it, uh, I guess, evoke any special feelings or emotions or sense of pride or duty to them when you talk to them, or even more so, are you still ministering to people that uh, have challenges as a result of that, in particular mental challenges?
20: I think both. I mean, uh, definitely there there are people that are – they still struggle with the fact that they were serving in there and serving at the time where where people were coming over here and being terrorists and uh, attacking our own own home front. And you got others that just as uh, Chaplain Parton stated, you know, people that got in just like myself got in after nine yeah. eleven. And you know, we have a duty to serve. And you know, many of our many of our uh, soldiers are just and uh, service members for that matter. Uh, all our military are, are here to to do the job to to serve. And yeah. So it's uh, it's amazing just to watch the heart of people, and when they when they raise their right hand to say that they're going to serve, that they're going to they're going to do it with the fortitude that they do. You know, we
1: we see some people in this country sadly that uh, sort of take shots at members of our our armed forces, but
21: the vast. Majority of people in this country are supportive. Do you feel that way, Colonel? Absolutely. Uh, You do see some on media and other places. Uh, The difference that we've seen in in this, uh, as we call the 9-11 wars, or the operations, is that the vast majority of Americans, they may have disagreed with policy, and they've made that very vocal. And that's okay. That's one reason we fight. Sure. But... They have not focused that on individual soldiers or service members. They, for the most part, with the exception of very few, have um, applauded the soldier, have appreciated the the service, not just soldiers, but but servicemen. I mean, it's it's so common here in Jackson. I stopped at a – I call it a stop and rob. I shouldn't, but a little convenience (laughs) store. And – as I'm paying, you know, out uh, the clerk goes, "Hey, um, uh, a dude that just went out left ten dollars." I was in uniform. He said, "So, I'd bought a bag of peanuts and a Coca Cola." Yeah. And said, um, "What do I do with the change?" I go, "Give it to the next serviceman or cop or yeah. who comes through." But that happens fairly regularly still. Wow. And so it's it's yes, you you hit it very vocal about policy, but when it comes to the individual who has served. Extremely thankful,
1: and and Chaplain Mars, you know this, this is something actually Rhino and I talk about a lot on the show. It's it, it's possible to have that sort of balance and those sort of um, not, I would say conflicting positions, but it, you can uh, again maybe oppose policy, but support those who are just doing their job, who are carrying out that policy. That's I right. Mean, and so, how do the members of our armed forces that you work with? Are they hopefully able to see that most Americans do support them in in the regard that they're just doing their duty that they're called upon to do?
20: I think it's evident as as we just heard from Topham Parton that, you know, there's so many people out there that are just so thankful for the service that, that we that we provide. I mean, just this morning. Just walking up in uniform, somebody thanked me for my service, and so it's just uh, it's just amazing. And of course, we don't do it for that; we don't do it for the recognition. Sure, but you know, it's it's awesome it's that that so many people are encouraging to uh, to our, to our armed, armed forces. It's just uh, it's just really really kind of neat that uh, people are still seeing the the value in the service member. Chaplain
1: Parton, what do you think is going to be different about? the fact that this is exactly two decades 20 years a bit of a milestone if you will from uh, the attacks on 9/11
21: 2001 what's going to be different about that and in, in prior years well as with any event it begins to lose some of its significance yeah. as the years move on yeah again i've i've got more stories than you can stand but <laughs> i was uh, uh was not in the military but my dad was a career military individual and um, when nine eleven hit that day, um, I was with him in his his living room, and um, we had heard something uh, uh, tremendously gone down. I'd gone down to his house, and I think his reaction that day typifies America. Uh, this is an old crusty worn officer, yeah, and dress right dress. That's what I lived in, um, and, and learned to love it. sort of. Anyway, um, but that day when the towers fell, um, I looked and a tear was streaming down his face. And I'm like, this is more significant than I can understand. I think he immediately realized what had happened. It took me a little while to catch up. The numbers of thousands that probably just died. The effect it would have on America. And so, now that we're 20 years removed from that, uh, you've opened YouTube videos and there's remembrances. But I don't know that those that weren't there that day will ever have quite the same emotional response. Now, they know it's real. They know it affected us. Um, but And so when you deal with your soldiers, sometimes you're dealing with those that really are having a tremendous emotional event. And those that are having a this was a significant event in our country, and I'm glad I served yeah. kind of moment.
1: And we we thank you for that as well. Uh, Chaplain Mars, how important do you think it is that that we at least keep the the memory uh, living of the significance of that event? As honestly, it, it, the same would apply to Pearl Harbor, the Holocaust. Yes. There's a number of other world-changing events where human tragedy occurred that we need to just be cognizant of, and certainly future generations need to be aware of these
20: as well. How important is that, do you think? Well, we're living history. I mean, you just mentioned Pearl Harbor. Yeah. And this is, uh, you know, it's different but the same. You know, it's the fact that something happened on our, on our American soul, and we need to always be remembering um, the lives that were lost, and the the effects it's had on people all over the world um, of course you you can't you can't go back and 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 watch all the shows they're on right now even and uh and the media stating all the the 9 uh, 11 shows so yeah it's uh it's important that we remember we cannot we can we should never forget this
1: yeah i totally agree well, chaplains it's been great having you in the thank studio you. today and and God bless you for what you do your ministry and your service and God bless our troops
21: absolutely, absolutely. thank, you for, thank you for having us, having
1: us you got absolutely it. we'll be right back with more talk here on middays with Gerard we got Rhino as well in the studio stay with us we'll be right back
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Your finally Friday has sunny skies, high near 87. Tonight, clear skies, low around 62. Your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 89. Sunny conditions for your Sunday, high near 91. And for your Monday, 20% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 90 degrees. This weather brought to you by No-Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No-Drip difference is all about. No-Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
19: if you've found the keeper in your life whether you've just started dating or you've been married for decades. We've built an entire store just for you. Juniker Jewelry Company. We are Mississippi's direct diamond importer. I'm John Ravenstein. I'm Rachel. And I'm Corey Ravenstein with 10 times the diamonds, gauge rings, and wedding bands you'll find in average jewelry stores. All at the guaranteed best price in the state. We have the perfect diamond to express the will of your heart. No other jeweler in the state has more fine diamonds of every size, shape, in price range than Juncker's. So whether you're looking for your first engagement ring or
14: that second diamond you've always wanted to give her but now
19: can afford, if you found the love of your life, come to Juniker Jewelry Company. Because she's a keeper. Come experience
12: the most trusted name in jewelry for over 75 years now. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway,
4: just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com.
21: here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 till 9. Breaking news, quick shots,
16: analysis, all right here on Super Supertalk Jackson 97.3. Check
0: it out. Let's do it. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert.
8: Let's get on with it.
0: On Super Supertalk Mississippi.
1: The great John Philip Sousa, stars in strife forever. Thank you for that, Rhino. On the C-Spire text line, uh, I pass this on, by the way. Colonel Brother Terry Parton, one of my oldest and best friends. Thanks for your Christian service. He married me and my wife in 1991 in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. That's great. Appreciate you passing that on there always enjoy uh, having the colonel uh, in the studio. It is, uh, they're just awesome people, and we are blessed that they serve uh, the members of our military and their ministerial function, and we just got to be aware, those folks that enter are voluntary, are all volunteer uh, military, and serve this country. And, you know, one of the things that the colonel brought up that I think is so true is these folks in the military, they're just doing their job, man. They just do their job. And the brass and civilians that, in effect, control the military, we've certainly been outspoken and to a great extent critical of some of the brass that have seen fit to implement all this woke nonsense you know the folks in the military they don't care about all that i'm talking about the rank and file soldier sailor etc marine they don't they don't think about that nonsense they just do their job and they i've talked to so many and and, to, and it's consistent across the board they see their their peers their colleagues if you will they're Others in service with them, they're their brothers and sisters. And if I were leading that, and I'm not, and I honestly have never served in the military, but in any organization, if you've got that kind of camaraderie, that kind of I-got-your-back type attitude, no matter who you are, You've got to leverage and capitalize on that. And we have in this country for decades. Why do we want to tear that down? Why do we want to divide? Why are we so hell-bent on dividing? What do we do to engender unity? That speech I saw yesterday, honestly, I was in my vehicle listening to it. I was pounding the console. We've got some audio here, I think, Rhino. Uh, We got one that's a couple of minutes, I think, that's got a good bit of some of the meat of what the president said yesterday. Here we go.
18: First, we must increase vaccinations among the unvaccinated with new vaccination requirements. Of the nearly 80 million eligible Americans who have not gotten vaccinated, many said they were waiting for approval from the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA. Well, last month, the FDA granted that approval. So, the time for waiting is over. This summer, we made progress through the combination of vaccine requirements and incentives, as well as the FDA approval. Four million more people got their first shot in August than they did in July. But we need to do more. This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you. The people you work with. The people you care about. The people you love. My job as president is to protect all Americans. So tonight, I'm announcing that the Department of Labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers with 100 or more employees, that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated or show a negative test at least once a week. Some of the biggest companies are already requiring this. United Airlines, Disney, Tyson's Food, and even Fox News. The bottom line. We're going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated co-workers. We're going to reduce the spread of COVID-19 by increasing the share of the workforce that is vaccinated in businesses all across America. My plan will extend the vaccination requirements that I previously issued in the healthcare field. Already, I've announced we'll be requiring vaccinations at all nursing home workers who treat patients on Medicare and Medicaid, because I have that federal authority. Tonight, I'm using that same authority to expand that to cover those who work in hospitals, home health care facilities, or other medical facilities. A total of 17 million health care workers. If you're seeking care at a health facility, you should be able to know that the people treating you are vaccinated. Simple, straightforward, period. Next, I will sign an executive order that will now require all executive branch federal employees to be vaccinated. All. I've signed another executive order that will require federal contractors to do the same. If you want to work with the federal government and do business with us, get vaccinated. If you want to do business with the federal government, vaccinate your workforce. And tonight... I'm removing one of the last remaining obstacles that make it difficult for you to get vaccinated. The Department of Labor will require employers with 100 or more workers to give those workers paid time off to get vaccinated. Well, that's what he said
1: yesterday. But, Rhino... Do we have some sound of what he said when questioned about this not so long ago? Here we go. Yeah, it was actually December 4th of 2020.
2: Okay. And it was from, remember when they had the office of the president-elect and ah, had the background right. and the podium yes. and all. Here's what he had to say at the podium of the office of the president-elect. Okay.
18: Mandatory. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory, but I would do everything in my power. Just like I don't think masks have to be made mandatory nationwide. Oh, so let's see. He
1: lied. Did did, did I miss that? Did I mischaracterize that? In December 2020, after he was elected, before he took office, he was questioned, do you think vaccinations should be mandatory? He said no. Wasn't that the question and the answer? No. What did he say yesterday in the clip we played prior to that? He just issued an executive order mandating that companies with greater than 100 employees require their workforces to be vaccinated.
2: And you can't even really spin it that he was making an empty campaign promise saying it shouldn't be mandatory to try to get votes because it
1: was after he got elected. Right. Exactly. And once again, delivered in this pompous, sanctimonious uh, condescending, I could come up with some more adjectives. The, the, the delivery means something. So we went from carrot to stick. But the carrot was even terrible. It was misguided. Now, here on the C Spire text line, one of our members of our audience, says, you're going right along with Biden's agenda. Do another commercial advocating for it. No, the difference is encouraging and mandating. Again, requires discernment. Discernment. Over and over and over again, repeatedly. We've made it clear on this show, we don't support government mandates for this over and over again rhino Have we not yeah we encourage we're vaccinated we believe it's a choice that's the difference and to suggest that encouragement is equivalent to mandating is just intellectually dishonest And we're telling the truth. I disagree with this policy. I think this is gross government overreach. And what bothers me even more than him requiring a private business to require their employees to be vaccinated is what's next. Like I said, the goal is to control every aspect of the private sector. This is just... One little tip of the iceberg. Can't let it happen. He's already gotten lots of backlash. We'll talk about that when we come back. Elvis bumping us, a bumping us out of this segment. Stay with us. Midday's. We'll be right back. It's-
10: Smart business, smart solutions.
19: COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, R.J. Young is here to help. We provide key technology solutions to power your business, like temperature kiosks, smart security systems, backfile scanning, managed IT services, digital lockers, and more. R.J. Young will help you to ensure safety and productivity in the workplace. To learn more, visit rjyoung.com slash COVID. No drip roofing
4: and construction. Online at nodripms.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, no drip roofing and construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051.
6: This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Glutstadt, just south of Germantown High, Calloway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. Calloway's has just received a large shipment of ceramic pots. All sizes, all colors, all 40% off, no exclusions. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the South, period. We offer bulk soils for the do-it-yourself project. Callaway's offers landscaping. Designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape from a small job to total transformations. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gladstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway south of Germantown High. Callaway's
8: is, Callaway's is,
14: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Americans continue to share memories of that horrific day 20 years ago when terrorists attacked our country. Senator Roger Wicker was a member of the House and was at the Pentagon the morning of 9-11.
3: The attacks on the World Trade Center, both towers, occurred while I was at the Pentagon. I learned about the attacks as I was leaving. I drove to The U.S. Capitol to Capitol Hill, thinking that I was hearing over the radio about a terrorist event in New York City, not realizing that actually I was driving from one terrorist target, the Pentagon, to another terrorist target, Capitol Hill. Uh, The memories of that morning... And the the events that transpired later on that day, including the House and Senate gathering on the steps to sing God Bless America, are
14: etched in my memory forever. I'm Kelly Bennett.
0: Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Welcome, welcome to our shop on Super Talk Mississippi. Okay, now you have a good one.
6: As we mourn the loss of thousands of our citizens, I can
8: hear you. I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And the people. we'll hear all of us soon
1: everyone middays gerard and rhino in the studio all american all a mississippian all the time thank you for that rhino so yes you heard the president say that all federal workers must be vaccinated to maintain their their jobs so the original order was be vaccinated or submit to a test i think a weekly test He basically tore up that order and issued a new one requiring vaccination. Now, interestingly enough, the United States Postal Service, those workers, 650,000 of them, they are not part of this executive order. So there was some confusion about this but the president announced he's exempting the postal service wonder why oh because the postal union endorsed the president endorsed joe biden for president in june of 2020 and they actually slammed the president over this mandate and he acquiesced. They said, it's not the role of the federal government to mandate vaccinations for the employees we represent. That's a direct statement quote from the American Postal Workers Union. Oh, but there's no politics involved here. Perish that thought. No politics, folks. Even the Washington Post is jumping on Biden. This is stunning, says Washington Post reporter Jacob Bogage. He tweeted this in response to learning the news that the postal union would be exempt. And by the way, in case you're wondering what the penalty would be for businesses that are mandated to vaccinate all their employees that would be businesses with more actually 100 employees or more it's $14,000 per vaccine violation and I, and I do believe in the private sector if I'm not mistaken check me on this rhino it's vaccinate or test i believe that's what the order says with respect to the organizations over 100 employees that i think it's an optional deal I believe that's true for medicare medicaid that was also part of the order healthcare providers institutions that accept medicare or medicaid which is virtually all of them certainly except some specialty private type hospitals they too have to require their staff to be vaccinated that actually may be a requirement. I don't think they have the option of testing. I know you're looking that up. Uh, let us know. But I think I got that right. But we're, we're going to verify that, make sure we pass on that information totally accurately. Federal workers, I know that's that completely changed. You work with the federal government, you're going to get vaccinated, including members of the military, or you don't have a job, except postal workers. I think in the private sector, however, check me on that, Rhino, when you can, that it the option is test weekly or get vaccinated. I believe essentially it implemented the same order that was previously in place. Yeah, I remember seeing that. I just can't seem to find it again. In government contractors, right, also... Yeah, I'm re- okay. Wall Street Journal. I think that's a reputable source. All employers with 100 or more employees would have to require that their workers be vaccinated or undergo at least weekly testing, which is expensive and painful, by the way. Painful as in just logistically painful, not just talking about physical pain. And as you heard in the clip, ha- uh, employers have to give workers paid time off to get vaccinated or recover from any side effects as a result of being vaccinated. And contractors, government contractors, uh, I think the same thing applies, vaccinate or test. But what I'm seeing here, uh, just making sure I pass it on right, yeah, that's exactly right. Vaccinate or test for contractors. Federal workers, vaccinate is the only option. Those that participate, institutions, uh, healthcare institutions that participate in Medicare, Medicaid. This, by the way, applies to about fifty thousand health providers. It's vaccinate or test. Regular testing, and I think that that is defined as a minimum of a test a week. Is what the requirement is, but nonetheless, I think this is all gross overstep. Now, with respect to the federal government as a as a buyer, re- requiring and stipulating certain requirements such as this, while I think is overreach, I think is probably meets the legal test. It's just my opinion, but requiring that of private companies. I think that's unconstitutional, illegal, what, whatever the legal standard that would, would certainly test it would be. I think that's gross overreach. And, and there's governors that are going crazy over this as well, as you can imagine. And Biden the today, when asked about Republican governors that are threatening to sue over this mandate, you know what he said? Three words. Have at it. Have at it. Wait. Mr. Uniter? Mr. Healer? Mr. I'm the president for everybody, the red and the blue and the Republicans and the Democrats? What happened to that guy? That's what we were sold. A bill of goods is what we were sold. But clear-eyed people knew better. This guy's a fraud. He's a liar. Have at it. I just can't imagine telling governors, have at it. Is he familiar with the Tenth Amendment? Or is that just out the window these days? We don't even need governors at the rate we're going. We don't need states. We're just one big blob. Is it not this, this organization into states Is that not one of the key elements that made this country so great? I think it is. So, on the ceasefire text line, postal workers are not federal employees. We're a standalone entity, federally regulated. Also, there are four postal unions, and not all endorse Biden, the rural carrier union did not well this particular one has 650,000 employees the problem i have with that is you're requiring contractors private companies who do business with the federal government to vaccinate or test but you're just giving a complete pass to this particular postal union i have a problem with that and I, i you can't help but conclude anything but that politics is at play here you have to conclude that. What else would it be? And it could be argued that these particular federal workers may interact more with the public, maybe more than any other group of federal workers. So it's even causing it more, that decision, more into question. But when you got the left-leaning Washington Post... Now, giving Biden the business over this? I'd say you got trouble. It is now time for a break here on Middays, and, you know, we got a giveaway today. We got to get to, and we got Senator Roger Wicker joining us after the 12 o'clock break. Stay with us. We got more on this Friday.
11: Five easy reasons to leave it up to us at Ag Up and the more powerful John Deere 5E Series tractor. It's more comfortable and more affordable with 0% financing for 72 months. Plus more coverage with our 10-year 1,000-hour warranty. Add in more attachments and you'll be set to tackle those heavier duty chores. Leave it up to us or visit any of our 16 locations or agup.com for more information. Offer Operands 93021. Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details.
13: For the highest Quality comprehensive eye care for your entire family. You need to visit Optical 2000, Dr. Bobby C. Pankey and Associates in Clinton, Richland, and Flora. All three locations offer eye health and eye care examinations, as well as treatment for eye disease. And we have a wide array of the latest frames and sunglasses from your favorite designers. Most major insurance accepted. Click to call a clinic near you at optical 2000.com. Optical 2000, Dr. Bobby C. Pankey and Associates in Clinton, Richland, and Open Wednesdays in Flora.
0: Your window.
4: Gulf Seafood Outlet. Five-pound large Gulf shrimp special, twenty-nine ninety-five. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51
5: in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. About $700 million designed to help the biofuels producers is still on the way three months after the USDA made the announcement to help the producers hurt by the COVID-19 economic shutdown. Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack told reporters on Thursday the proposal is still being reviewed by the Office of Management and Budget. We cannot spend anything until the OMB has signed off, one of Vilsack said. If the OMB's only responsibility was the Department of Agriculture, he said, we probably could have moved through many of these more quickly. We're doing the best we can to try to move these things forward, and hopefully we get to the announced resources and the structure in which we're going to allocate those resources in the very near future. In recent months, the biofuels industry has expressed concerns about the Biden administration's plans to electrify the vehicle fleet while seemingly providing few opportunities for ethanol and, and biodiesel to expand their role in the greenhouse gas emissions reduction. I'm Nixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network.
10: If you are building a new home or remodeling an older home, amazing propane is for you. A propane tankless water heater, a propane generator, a propane gas grill and oven, propane fireplaces, even lighting. Propane, such a versatile, clean, cost effective source of energy for any home. Propane, clean American energy. Visit mspropane.com to learn more. What does the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation do?
20: We are a voluntary, non-governmental, nonpartisan organization seeking solutions to the social-economic issues impacting Mississippi farm families. Our mission is to elevate agriculture at the local, state, and national levels. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm
16: on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at
1: msfb.org.
11: Systems go. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays
0: with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
12: People say we don't need this war, but I say there's some things worth fighting for. What about our freedom and this piece of
11: ground? We didn't get to keep them by backing down. They say we don't realize
12: the mess we're getting in. Oh, you start your
8: preaching, let me ask you this, my friend. Have you forgotten how it felt that day? Welcome
1: back, everyone. Middays, Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this. Friday, y'all. The day before, the 20th year since... 911 uh, changed this country forever so lots of folks weighing in on the tax line appreciate the engagement about this tyrannical executive order issued by the president and honestly, I think again this is a political calculation. things aren't going well for the president. Most recently, of course the calamity, the disaster that was as Afghanistan and still ongoing. He doesn't even talk about that anymore, doesn't even mention it. I think that's seared in the memory of Americans. He attempted to turn his attention to climate change earlier this week. Last week, it was late last week, it was we got to ran through this $3.5 trillion tax and spend Bernie Sanders plan for America. That's what it really is. And this is just more, oh, COVID, yeah, look over here, shiny or- ornament, object. And I think, I really do think to a, to a great extent it is intended to detract, to call attention away from what occurred recently that's just not going well. So here's the other thing. The producer price index, on the economic front, folks got to worry about their pocketbooks. Everybody does. Isn't that what James Carville famously said with respect to President Clinton's campaign? It's the economy, stupid. Okay, I buy that. Meaning people vote with their pocketbooks. To a great extent, I believe that is true. How's that going? The producer price index... Measurement was released this morning, 8.3 percent. So that measures the cost of inputs into the production of goods and services process. And that is up enormously, 8.3 percent on an annualized basis over last year. So what that does is foretell the the increase, likelihood of the increase of retail prices, of selling prices at the retail level coming up here, right before Christmas, before the Christmas shopping season.
2: But don't worry. If you take out the price of beef and pork and <laughs> chicken, then everything's normal. <laughs>
1: you see that fool truck to I write. got that audio <laughs> yeah.
2: around here. Let's see. There it is. It's from uh, Brian Deese, the White House Director of the National Economic Council with this genius line. <laughs> The context
16: here is uh, the focus, uh, the appropriate focus on the question of grocery prices um, and the increase in grocery prices that we have seen recently over the last uh, couple of months. Um, and if we if we unpack that. Uh, One of the interesting findings of the report that we put out today is that about half of the overall increase in grocery prices can be attributed to a significant increase in prices in three products, in beef, in pork, and in poultry. And in beef and in pork, we've seen double-digit increases in prices over the last couple of months.
1: Huh? Uh, What did somebody call me earlier, dude? Hey, dude. You need to unpack your head. Your spreadsheets are flawed. That guy stood in front of the country attempting to rationalize. It's no different. I remember this so vividly, and I cannot find the, the video of it right now. i have to search some more. It was Biden as vice president under Obama after they passed that $887 billion so-called stimulus plan, and it really wasn't stimulating anything. People were still, we still had high unemployment. People were still suffering. And he, he, he's doing a, like a town hall or something one day and he goes, the recovery is working. It's just screaming at the people like, you idiots, pay no attention to the fact that you're jobless or that you can't afford anything and have no income. It's working, don't you see? And that's what this guy's doing. Don't pay any attention to the fact that when you go to the grocery store, the bills are higher. Oh, no, it's because of that beef. And they expect us to buy that junk. Quit spinning, quit veiling, quit masking, quit lying. Just tell the truth and get the heck out of the way and let the economy work. Just go take a nap for about six months, will you? We're going to step away here. We've got Super Talk News, Fox News coming your way. When when you're
0: home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN, Flora Jackson,
1: Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree
0: professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090.
16: I'm Chris Foster. President Biden, and the first lady, visited a sixth grade science class in Washington, D.C. this morning, encouraging more coronavirus vaccinations.
18: I'm calling on all governors to require vaccination for all teachers and staff. Vaccination requirements in schools were nothing new. They work. They're overwhelmingly supported by educators and their unions.
16: Milwaukee is now among the cities requiring vaccinations for school staff with $100 incentives for kids who get vaccinated. It's another record hike in wholesale prices.
14: The producer price index rose 7 tenths of a percent last month. Over the year ending in August, the increase in the producer price index is 8.3%, the highest since 2010 when the PPI was first reported this way. Companies have been reporting various shortages and supply chain issues which have been contributing to higher prices.
16: Fox and Jenny Costola. America's listening to Fox News.
12: Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare, feel better, faster. With
0: all the disruption in all businesses lately, our clients at PeopleLease didn't miss a beat. Did you struggle to get the necessary records required for COVID relief programs, such as PPP, ERTC, or FFCRA? Will you be ready next? Next time, our clients at PeopleLease are ready. Call PeopleLease today at 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025. Or visit our website, PeopleLease.com.
14: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Supertalk Mississippi News. President Biden announced several COVID vaccine mandates Thursday, which includes requiring employers with more than 100 employees to have them be vaccinated or tested weekly for the virus. Governor Tate Reeves told Fox News that Mississippi is considering legal action.
15: Without question, we will consider legal action. In fact, our lawyers are already Uh, communicating amongst one another as well as uh, other like-minded elected officials around this country. Here's the disappointing thing, Laura. Uh, The president tried to pick a political fight with Republican governors when the reality is he is picking a real fight with hard-working Americans. 80 million Americans. This president is saying to them, look, you can either get vaccinated or I... As one individual is going to threaten your ability to feed your family. And that's
14: just wrong. That is just wrong. I'm Kelly Bennett. What's my core value? Equity, compassion, Compassion. determination. At AmeriCorps, my commitment to equity gives every student a strong start.
9: My compassion brings food and friendship to neighbors in need.
8: My determination protects parks in my community. Every day, AmeriCorps members and volunteers live their values to make communities stronger.
13: What's at your core? Learn more at AmeriCorps.gov. Hey there, what are you doing today? Would whatever it is be easier with faster, more reliable home internet? If you said yes, we have good news. Plus, you could save up to $150. Viasat offers high-speed satellite internet wherever you live, even if cable providers don't go there. So you can get online today and tomorrow. Go to Viasat.com slash connect now and save up to $150 on select home plans. That's V-I-A-S-A-T dot slash connect now. Minimum 24-month service term. Service is not available in all areas. See Viasat.com for additional terms and conditions
14: the man accused of shooting his wife in their saint martin home thursday morning is in custody Vinay williams moore is charged with domestic violence and aggravated assault after a seven hour standoff with deputies he surrendered and is being held without bond in jackson county a deputy helped two children who were in the home escape through a window
1: when i saw the towers fall I knew that there was firefighters inside that building and most likely they were not coming back out.
14: Tomorrow many Mississippi firefighters will honor the 343 firefighters that lost their lives September 11th. Ron Sarnicky, executive director of the National Fallen Firefighters Association, says they'll dress in full gear and climb 2200 steps, which equates to 110 stories. These climbs have developed into
19: a very positive way to remember the fallen
14: For the latest Mississippi news, find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Jake Mangum
19: here. Mississippians are
16: dying each day as a result of COVID-19. And if you're not vaccinated, you're at risk. I'm Richard Cross. I'm vaccinated because I want to protect my family. I want our Mississippi businesses to thrive. I want sports with full stadiums, and it's the right thing to do. If you want to save lives and also get back to normal, please get vaccinated. We know the vaccine is safe and it works, but only if we get it. You can find a COVID vaccine near you by going to vaccines.gov or by calling 800-232-0233. This message brought to you by Super Talk Mrs. Hey, it's Richard Ross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: Welcome to the show that challenges you to think think deeply and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Everyone, midday's on Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studio. Joining us now, Senator Roger Wicker. Good afternoon, Senator. Thanks for being hey, here. Gerard, thanks for having me. Yes, sir. So uh, it is, uh, I think, somewhat well known, sir, that you were actually present in the Pentagon right. on the morning of nine eleven, and I think I have this right. You uh, you found out after you left the Pentagon a meeting you were involved
3: in there, what had happened? Is that well, true? Uh, Donald Rumsfeld invited about uh, 12 or 15 Republican sort of rank-and-file members to breakfast, and the breakfast, uh, uh, unlike down here in Mississippi, the breakfast started at 8 o'clock and went to 9. <laughs> um, and and um, so what we learned later is that 20 minutes till 9, the first plane went into the World Trade Center. Right and um we did not know that in the room uh at about four minutes after nine as i was leaving i I passed a guard on the way out of the pentagon and uh and he said i just heard a plane crash into the world trade center and then a moment or two later a colleague of mine walked up and said it was a double hit Mm -hmm. so uh at that point I got in my car to drive across the bridge into the District of Columbia, and uh, I knew there was a terrorist attack in New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, but little did I know that there was a terrorist attack imminent um, in uh, in Washington, D.C. So at 37 minutes after 9, that plane crashed into the Pentagon. Uh, and then we know that a plane was headed toward either the White House or the Capitol. Yeah. And uh, the brave passengers took it down. Uh, so it, I've said before: if the pilot had known um, where the the most important person was in the Pentagon, that being the Secretary of Defense, yeah. Um, He would have crashed that plane into the riverside, which is where we were. So later on, after I started processing it, and we all – I think every American went through that processing period, uh, I realized how much danger we had been in. Um, And I think I um, um, I mentioned in my column, which comes out today, that we talked about the necessity of a strong defense and how a lot of Americans didn't appreciate that. And Donald Rumsfeld said, who knows it may take an event to wake Americans up. He said that during that hour when in fact an event was unfolding. I mean prophetic we did not know about that. Yeah. That is incredible. Yeah. I went to um, went to Capitol Hill. Um, of course as I said, just just after nine thirty, um the the crash occurred uh, in the the Pentagon, and so I I was walking from one building to the next, from the Longworth to the Cannon, if you're familiar with Capitol Hill, and I saw people out in the street looking toward the Pentagon, and I saw the smoke, and that's when I walked into my office and said, go home. Everybody go home. Wow. And uh, then we – so we pretty much vacated Capitol Hill because um, we very easily could have been target, and in fact were a yeah. target, and it was not till that afternoon late, the police called all the members back in for a briefing, and then as you recall, um, we uh, we gathered on the steps of the Capitol, and someone just in the crowd, some rank-and-file member started singing, God Bless America, oh, and we, we all joined in. Well,
1: what uh, was it like, I know you were serving in, in the House at the time, what, when you guys went back? Uh, into session how how long first how long after the event did that occur when you reconvened and then what was that like
3: well we knew we knew that things had changed yeah Uh, that had profoundly changed and uh, I I don't guess we could have envisioned exactly uh, everything but we knew we were going to war yeah and and, you know um, in a way it, it was fortunate that there weren't thirty thousand people yeah. in the World Trade Center that day. Uh, that's how many people typically work there right. in, the, in the two buildings. But it was an election day in New York. Had been a traffic jam in one of the tunnels, and the and the the terrorist uh, again. It was people were still getting to work mm-hmm. at eight forty and nine oh four. And so it, it could have been we, – we thought we had lost 30,000 uh, Americans, hmm. but we knew – and I remember talking to Congressman Pickering that day, and he said, uh, when, when somebody's um, killed 30,000 Americans, you go to war. Mm-hmm. Um, so luckily, it was, it was more like 3,000, uh, tragic beyond uh, all means, uh, but we knew we were going to war. And so I guess the first time we were back – is when President Bush um, asked to speak to a joint meeting of Congress, yeah. and we all joined in together there. And that's uh, we we probably were not allowed to go back into session for a day or two, and then yeah. we couldn't get home because right. the were flying uh, That's yes, right, the um, airliners weren't working. Uh, and if you think about it, the terrorists grabbed airliners and turned them into cruise missiles. Yeah, and. For all we knew, you know, we were going to have uh, attacks on stadiums. You know, we, we canceled the ball games for a, yeah. uh, a couple of weeks, and the, and I think we read this week that it, it it happened that the Mississippi State ball game on a Thursday right. was the was the first uh, college football game since then, and and President Bush wanted to get America going again, he, and he called the athletic directors and said, "I want football." Yeah. On Thursday, let's send that statement that we're going to get back to business, and the yeah. and the two athletic directors agreed to do that. But there, you know, there are just so many memories. Um, and um, uh, we, um, there there was um, my, as a matter of fact, the the person renting my basement then was Steve Seal, a former yeah,
1: no state uh, sure.
3: senator and friend of mine, college friend of mine. Yep, um, we. We had both gotten back to our little apartment in Virginia, and we were sitting there learning that, that uh, Barbara Olson, uh, a friend of uh, of Steve's, had been in the plane that crashed in, into dark? the Pentagon. She was married to a very prominent attorney, a constitutional lawyer. I think his name is Ted Olson. Hmm. And, uh, and she had stayed the night before uh, to have birthday dinner with her husband and postponed her trip to that morning. And, mm-hmm. you know, as uh, fate would have it, she was on that plane and was able to call him from the plane. Um, I, I didn't know you could make a cell call.
1: Yeah, they, um, had, the, they had the in-flight uh, phones, if you uh, remember, that would sort of pop out of the headrest and uh, the seat uh, in front of you. And it was extremely expensive, but that was about uh, the only form we had. But, yeah, that's... I, you know, so I, I just have incredible. all
3: of those memories there. But wow. there, there was certainly... A resolve, and some people remember it differently, but but in terms of deciding to go to war against Al Qaeda and against the Taliban um, in Afghanistan, it was unanimous in the U.S. Senate, yeah, and there was one dissenting vote in the House of Representatives. Huh. That was that was Barbara Lee, very liberal Democrat from California. Yeah. She was the only Democrat. Huh. The only member who voted no. Now a lot of, uh, a lot of our Democratic colleagues remember it differently. But it, we we went to war unanimously, yeah. um, and, and had several opportunities to um, to take out um, Osama bin Laden. Thank you for playing. Um, uh, have you forgotten? right yeah. Before the break.
1: Thank you, Rhino. Yes, right? Yep he uh, he's done a great job, uh, Rhino today at selecting the music. But what? Uh, did it feel like, at least for a brief period of time, again, you serving in the House at that point, that, that the parties were a little bit more unified? It doesn't seem like they're unified on anything these days.
3: No question about it. No, no question about it. We, our homeland had been attacked. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, this really hadn't happened since um, um, the War of 1812, uh the, the uh, we had been in two major wars, World War One, World War Two, most of them uh, Pacific and European, but our homeland had not been attacked. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, a little skirmish, and uh, obviously Hawaii was uh, uh, the the Pearl Harbor attack, yeah. But but the the continental United States had not had an attack in uh, in over a century. So yes, we were unified, and the world was behind us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Different. The, uh, the headlines in, in London and Paris. Everybody yeah. was an American for a time there. Yeah.
1: We got a break right here. Can you we'll hang go. around with us? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we got Senator Roger Wicker in the studio with us. Stay with us uh, here on middays. We'll be right back. He
15: gave us, and the greatest
8: is love.
18: Here's
7: John and Corey Ravenstein for Juniker Jewelry Company. If you're thinking about
19: selling your old jewelry, especially diamonds, knowing what you have is the key to getting the best price. At Juniker Jewelry Company, as gemologists and appraisers, we will assess accurately the real value of what you have. And then make you the very best offer. You see, as true diamond brokers and importers... We buy and sell diamonds every day on the worldwide market. We specialize in diamonds of a carat or more and can discreetly handle any diamond, no matter how large. That diamond ring you inherited from Aunt May. Or maybe it's that diamond you just don't wear anymore because it simply lost its meaning. We'll help that diamond find a new home. For all your diamond needs, come to Juniker Jewelry Company. Buying or selling. We are Mississippi's most trusted name in diamonds. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's
12: direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and com.
17: I wish there was a
20: place where we could sample wines before we buy.
13: There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific.
12: Yes. Get your purse, sweetie. Delta Rice Promotions Incorporated invites you to come enjoy the The 31st 31st Annual Delta Delta Rice Rice Celebration on Thursday, September 16th from 4 until 7 p.m. Enjoy rice tasting with dishes provided by local restaurants, music, vendors, and children's activities. This year marks the first year to announce a Delta Rice Queen. So come enjoy the Delta Rice Festival. Held on the streets of downtown Marigold in Bolivar County. Admission is free, so there's no tickets.
9: Just food and fun.
12: For more information, call 662 843 8362. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights, starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3. Super Talk Jackson.
0: The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. We're rolling.
8: Hit it. Go. Play it.
0: Middays with Gerard Gippert.
8: We're the right and the white and the blue end will come in for you. We'll take on the
1: world, and we're we are back on middays, Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this. Friday, y'all. Senator Roger Wicker is our guest in the studio. So Senator well, we you and I were just talking offline about the, the, the many conflicts that uh, come out of the White House in, in messaging and uh, va- Mandatory vaccines is one that, that we played the clip earlier in December. He said, no, he doesn't support mandatory vaccines. And then yesterday, what does he do? Issues executive orders to mandate vaccines in the federal government and even to a great extent in the private sector. And then kind of waffled on the whole handling of Afghanistan as well, the way that was handled. But now it's trying to turn our attention to other things and just kind of abandon that issue. I don't think that those images are going out of the heads of americans anytime soon what what's
3: your thoughts i, that? I don't think so and yes the mainstream media is uh, doing everything they can to help president <laughs> biden change the subject yeah um I, you know um, th- today's a friday um, most people uh, aren't at the office on saturday i'm guessing a lot of constitutional attorneys <laughs> were up late last night and working feverishly today because th- that ought to be challenge- – what the president decided to do to private businesses right. that have employees of 100 or more around the nation, and I think as you mentioned in the previous hour, he's going to apply to private businesses um, who get a private paycheck but not to the Postal Service right. who uh, uh, are certainly quasi-federal employees and they certainly get uh, – uh, a check from the federal government. It's just amazing. I think it'll be challenged and, uh, you know, I'll be disappointed if we don't have some temporary restraining orders by this afternoon, or early next week. Uh, this ought to be looked at uh, quickly by the United States Supreme Court. And, and you know, I, I also we were talking offline. We've ceded uh, way too much power to the executive branch, to no presidents, doubt. to do things. And, and you know, um, on one thing, uh, a couple of months ago, President Biden even said, this is probably unconstitutional. I probably can't do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. And, of course, he was right. The court uh, ruled against him, but he had done it for, uh, I think it was the, the, the moratorium. Yeah, the uh, eviction uh, moratorium. Yeah, there's probably and won't said, last. I, he said, I know I, I really can't do this legally. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah i going to do it anyway.
1: And, and, and sort of arrogantly, I, I think, quit. Well, I can buy some time, because it'll take some time for this to go through the legal process. But, but, but they the, may gen the up a swi-
3: TRO pretty quick here, though. The switcheroo he did on not leaving Americans yeah. and our special immigrant visas, our interpreters, our drivers, people who have been our friends who we relied on for our lives for 20 years the switcheroo that he did on that within just a few days was breathtaking yeah I mean uh, he sat down with his favorite reporter um, uh, on ABC News um, easy questions and still he, he couldn't get it right he said yeah. we're not going to leave this this August 31st deadline it, it is dependent on us getting our folks out and we yeah. know there are hundreds of Americans that were left and you uh, Uh, I can tell you all of our offices, uh, Cindy Hyde-Smith's office, mine, and and all four of our congressional members, and people all across the country have been working just to get a few more out. But there's a group of 23 missionaries. I I was on the phone to the Situation Room yesterday about them. I don't know if they've gotten out yet. but, Hmm. uh, But they were certainly left behind, not allowed to get through the gate at the Kabul airport. But the, I mean, when you, when a president says he's going to take care of Americans and then five days later changes his mind, you, you wonder what heads of state around the world, what our allies are going to believe when a president looks them in the eye and says, I'm going to do a certain thing that you've asked me to do, and they see the history there. Well, you got the way, we, the way we abandoned, but pardon me, but no, the don't. way we abandoned the Afghan military was stunning. They had been fighting their war. My, my my son was over there in 2014, and that's about when we started turning over the combat to the Afghan army. What we did was we supplied intel, which is what our son did, and and we did close air support. Um. They had never fought without close air support from America, but somehow we took our contractors out the first week. The first week yeah. that, that the president announced this, American contractors had to leave. And then when they started coming in on uh, on Afghanistan, uh, they started looking for the close air support. It wasn't there, yeah. and we left the we left the Bagram Air Base under the orders of this. Commander-in-Chief Joe Biden, under cover of darkness, the Afghans woke up in the morning and the Americans were gone. And that is a shameful thing for a president of the United States to do.
1: Now, I'm no military strategist, but it sure does seem like that having that air base asset available would have benefited us in trying to get all the Americans out before we okay. left the
3: place. Well, we, we have a hearing next week, uh, and I'm the second-ranking Republican on the Armed Services Committee. Uh, you can be sure we're going to ask about how that decision was made to send the contractors home immediately. You yeah. can't run a war without the supplies and the, the things that contractors bring you, and to abandon that Air Force base at all. Right. But particularly to, to do it as a surprise to people who've depended on us and who we've depended on for 20 years is just shameful. Yeah
1: it 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 really is mind-boggling but now they're working uh overtime it seems like to try to draw attention away from it and yesterday rem- remarks uh, coming out of the white house the the description was that the Taliban are cooperating they're acting professionally and businesslike but yet we've seen images of journalists who are being beaten i mean it's just they're, they're grotesque honestly well, they're horrendous
3: uh, well, and and then uh, if we look closely enough um Afghans that sided with us being mowed down by machine guns uh, pe- people are being killed and not only did we lose troops but um, um, the, which we had not which had not happened since February of 2020 um but also just uh, average citizens there who play music and who uh want to send girls to school and things like that it's, Unbelievable. this is this is indeed not a modern day. Um, inclusive Taliban. It's, it's just stunning. The, the things you start hearing from the State Department and mm-hmm. from the, the National Security Advisor. But it's
1: they're stunning. described as business-like. <laughs> Using machine guns to mow down innocent
3: people is hardly something you would describe as businesslike. Of course, we, if, if you want them to open the airport, please let this plane um, out. you know, you, you got to ask them for permission, but yeah. it's it is... <laughs> It is an awful situation that we've allowed ourselves, that our administration, this administration and this presidency have allowed the United States to be placed in.
1: Well, I, I wish you and your colleagues well in trying to drill down to the bottom of this deal with folks in the State Department and the top brass in the military, especially General Milley, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, who I've been less than pleased with, to say the, the honest truth. We've We've given him the business here on the show with his seemingly focus on everything but winning wars and securing the nation, but a lot of social justice stuff. I I wanted to pivot just a minute, if it's okay, Senator, about the, the, the legislation and the bills that are making their way through the Congress. Uh, in particular, we're about to run out of money. We got another debt ceiling situation mm-hmm. coming up, and Janet Yellen is warning if we don't address that, that we can't pay our bills. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. We got this three point five trillion dollar bill, which is really, with the accounting gimmicks taken out, more like five and a half trillion dollars. Right. I've, I've been do saying four
3: point two, but when you when you get over four, yeah, uh, it's a, it's <laughs> an, it's an enormous amount of money. Uh, okay, on the debt ceiling, yeah, uh, not one single Republican. Will vote to increase the debt ceiling. Okay, that that debt is as a result of this stimulus bill that that the Democrats rammed through under reconciliation, this fancy title reconciliation, yep. early um, this year. That was we're coming out of the recession, jobs were being created. They decided we need another stimulus bill. So uh, that's their debt. And uh, if the debt ceiling is increased, there will not be one single Republican hmm. to vote for that. Nor will there be a single Republican, at least in the Senate, that will vote for uh, for the new tax and spend bill, which is really a lot of social spending, welfare. So that said, I think... We have to, you know, it's 50-50, and if all the Democrats vote yes and all the Republicans vote no, then the Vice President breaks the tie. Yeah. Um, so I, I think we we need to we need to pray and hope that Senators Manchin and Sinema. Um, Stay true to their word and Hope vote and so. no on this, and if they do, we can avoid that. Appreciate it.
1: Well, I appreciate you uh indicating that Republicans, including you, would not support the debt ceiling and that measure
3: as right. well. Yeah. Right. Right. Well you can you can count on that. Appreciate that. On? Senator, good. thanks so
1: much for joining right. us today. You good bet. to be with you. Holler at me again. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. We'll be right back. Final thirty minutes coming
20: up.
5: Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my
17: wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up.
5: She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242.
17: The Waterford on Highland
16: Colony is much more than bingo and bread pudding. Call us to see why we're doing retirement right at the Waterford on Highland Colony in Richland. 601-856-6131. 601 601- 856
4: 856-6131 The Waterford. Proud sponsors of Old Miss Sports. Gulf Seafood Outlet 5 pound large Gulf shrimp special $29.95. Gulf Seafood Outlet Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland just past Lake Harbor Drive. 601-790-9407
14: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. President Biden announced several COVID vaccine mandates Thursday, which includes requiring employers with more than 100 employees to have them be vaccinated or tested weekly for the virus. Governor Tate Reeves told Fox News that Mississippi is considering legal action.
15: Without question, we will consider legal action. In fact, our lawyers are already uh, communicating amongst one another as well as uh, other like minded elected officials around this country. Here's the disappointing thing, Laura. Uh, the president tried to pick a political fight with Republican governors when the reality is he is picking a real fight with hard working Americans. 80 million Americans, this president is saying to them look, you can either get vaccinated or I as one individual is going to threaten your ability to feed your family. And that's just wrong. That is just wrong. I'm Kelly Bennett.
5: One of the things I enjoy most about raising catfish is the end result. The fish on the truck headed to the plant. I like that because we raised a good product with a with a good team and a good uh, result from, from all the hard work that we've done. I'm Terry Cruz, and I'm proud to be your 2020 Arkansas Catfish Farmer of the Year. We all have to eat. So if you're going to eat, eat U.S. farm-raised catfish.
0: Okay, is everybody ready? I'm ready. Ready Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbons on Super Talk Mississippi.
8: Back,
1: everyone. Midday's on Super Talk Mississippi. Yeah. The Mets and the Yankees are going to tee it up tomorrow. After uh, the 20 years since the 9/11 attacks, a little interborough matchup. By the way, uh, middays will be on the road Tuesday. We're heading over to Mississippi Blood Services in Flowood, Mississippi. And, of course, in Mississippi, hundreds of pints of blood are needed every day. That means, friends, your spouse, even you, could need blood. Go to msblood.com to learn more. And, and we certainly heard the great late JT talk passionately about the need for blood and urging people to donate and who could ever forget rhino his his now fa- famous I, I, i'm going to say famous because i think everybody in this audience knows of it his statement his his characterization of it the need for blood as when you're on the other side of the bag i'll never forget that and so we'll be out there this uh this coming Tuesday and then uh, Friday, I'm going to be up in Starkville. I think you're going to be off. That's next week. And of course, high school football tonight. Super Talk Mississippi, it has returned. You can catch a local game on just about every Super Talk Mississippi station. And you can stream a ton of the games and get up-to-the-minute scores from across the entire Magnolia State by going to supertalk.fm slash high school or by clicking on sports on the Super Talk Mississippi app. And the scoreboard preview show kicks off at 6 p.m. on Fridays. And then the Farm Bureau Insurance Company scoreboard show is on the air at 10 p.m. on Friday nights anywhere you listen or watch super top mississippi rhino we got a giveaway
2: oh yeah concerts are back and on september 26th legendary rock group santana will play at the brandon amphitheater in brandon tickets for the show are on sale so if you want to pick up some go to ticketmaster.com or stop by the brandon amphitheater box office but you got a chance to win a pair of tickets without having to spend a dime all you got to do is be the 16th person To text in to the C Spire text line, that number is 601-879-4395. Be the 16th person to text in with the key phrase, and you'll win a pair of tickets to see Santana on September 26th at the Brandon Amphitheater box office. Be the 16th person to text in, Supernatural. And you'll win a pair of tickets to go see
1: Santana. There you go, Santana. Oye, como va? Black magic woman. When I was a kid, just listen to that, just over and over again, (laughs) repeatedly. Awesome. I gave blood last week because of the lady y'all had on from UBS. It's easy to do. Just do it. You got that right. It is easy to do. So I look forward to going out there once again and uh, broadcasting the show. First time middays with Gerard Gibbard has ever been out to Mississippi Blood Services. So, yeah, one of the things that Joe Biden said last night, again, was just seems hypocritical. He said, COVID transcends borders last night, and so we have to give more vaccines to other countries. How about secure our border first? That from Bobby and Batesville. It's the first thing that came to my mind. I've said it many times on the air. You want to show folks that you are serious about tamping down this pandemic and taking what I think should be the first action he should have taken to curb the spread. Well, shut down the dang border. It has been reported repeatedly that those coming across that their vaccination status, that their infection status is not known. We're not testing everyone that comes across. They come across rather easily, it seems, and then they're dispersed, processed a little bit, dispersed uh, throughout the country, but I, they won't do it again. You, you hate to think this, but you have no other alternative. It's political. This is a huge voting block, and that's what this is all about. When it was a few thousand, I didn't think that. Now, given the numbers, I do think that. It's political. It's, it's all about ginning up more voters to keep them in power, for them to retain power. It's just the bottom line. This deal, this speech yesterday, though, I just don't see that changing anything. It's almost an admission of failure. And this is what I mean by that. You couldn't use your persuasive capabilities because you really don't have any, and your vice president's even worse. You couldn't use those to just get people to do what you want them to do, which is to get vaccinated. So instead, you have to force it. They always think in terms of addressing issues with force. Force you to pay more taxes. Force you to organize your board of directors. Force you to pay at a certain level. Force you to make and produce certain products and services in accordance with the way they see fit. Force you to adopt all these woke policies. It's always about force. Because most of what they want to force just goes against human nature. They never consider and incorporate human nature in any of those decisions. And I submit it's because they've never had to make decisions where their livelihoods depended on it. They're protected and insulated from that. They don't go bankrupt if they make the wrong decisions. For the most part, they don't lose their jobs. Once they get in, you just can't get them out. And they know it. How long has Biden been there? Fifty years? That's all he's ever known. He can't function outside of that bubble that is the capital complex. He can't function. But it's rich, isn't it? It transcends borders. Truly, truly rich. How are we doing, Rhino?
2: we got a winner. Chris and Raymond won a pair of tickets to see Santana on September 26th at the Brandon Amphitheater. And it's going to be a great show.
1: Yep. Gerard, welcome to the club on the border situation. Well, I've, I've always been in the club. I have never favored illegal border crossings, illegal immigration. Never. And, in fact, I call it illegal And those who cross illegally, I refer to them as illegals, even though that is not politically correct. For years, I have done so. All I'm simply saying is that when it was small numbers, I really just think it was – they supported this because they just want to give away the bounty of America. It makes them feel good about themselves in some sort of distorted, twisted way. But now, I do believe when you look at the numbers, the hundreds of thousands moving towards over... It's like a million seven or something, I believe, Rhino, that have crossed over. I do think there is, to a great extent, the goal is to to produce more, to create more voters in their favor. I'm not exactly sure that'll work. I'm not totally convinced, even though these uh, these folks that crossed illegally are, are now situated in, in this country would necessarily support those who support illegal immigration. You know what they always say. It's not who we are. It's not who we are. You know you're screwed anytime you hear that. It's not who we are. That's what he said yesterday, I think, with respect to these vaccine mandates. Uh, I, it's just if they would have charged 10 bucks for the shot everyone would have got it free from the government no <laughs> that Jerry and Waynesboro you know again we can we can argue about the effectiveness and the risks of the vaccines and I don't know that we will we, we'll ever come out with a consensus on that I just that's kind of a futile argument and that's fine uh, you know that's where you assert your rights in my view what I totally disagree with, again, is the federal government instituting mandates in the private sector that is the slipperiest of slopes, and I certainly will not, and will will not back down, and will continue to sound the horn that the goal is complete Democrat- public control of the private sector. Public as in public sector. Government control of the private sector. And to to some, there's a piece of it that says these are people that cannot function and succeed gainfully in the private sector. Many are. And they see government as their way to kind of replace that void in their lives. Well, I can't make it On my own accord in the private sector, I'll just go become an elected official and I'll just use government kind of as my private sector mechanism. Sickening. We'll step aside here for a break. Final segment coming up on this Friday.
4: On the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Your finally Friday has sunny skies, high near 87. Tonight, clear skies, low around 62. Your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 89. Sunny conditions for your Sunday, high near 91. And for your Monday, 20% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 90 degrees. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
11: Hi, this is Thomas Trammell with Family Termite, and I have an important message for you. After this year's record-breaking snowstorm, termites will most likely be swarming in historical numbers in an effort to recolonize and replace parts of their colonies, ravished by the extreme weather. Family Termite offers free termite initial inspections and competitive pricing. Call Family Termite today at 601-933-1014 and let us protect your home, because we hate termites more than you do.
10: When you experience the Sanderson Farms Championship, it's not just a good time, it's a great way to give back. Proceeds from the championship are donated to Mississippi's only children's hospital to support the nearly 180,000 patient visits at Children's of Mississippi each year. Last year, over $1.4 million were raised to go toward the completion of a much-needed children's hospital expansion. So join us for the Sanderson Farms Championship September 27th through October 3rd at the Country Club of Jackson.
7: We've all heard the old expression, work smarter, not harder. Those
0: words become a reality when you visit Ace Bolton Screw. From tools and accessories to every fastener imaginable, Ace Bolton Screw has everything you need for every job. Register to win a Predator Talon high-performance electric bike valued at $3,000. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Located on Julianne Street, just off Gallatin and Jackson, right off
4: 555 at the Gluckstadt exit, and coming soon to Highway 49 in Richland.
16: Gamble here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all
7: right here on Super Talk Jackson ninety-seven point three. It's so awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibber. Come on,
8: let's get on with the show.
0: Yes. On Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Welcome back, everyone. The final segment here on this. Friday, y'all. Middays with Gerard Rhino. So our 228 friend says, evidently, I must have used uh, the pronoun they again. Uh, Do I need to be a little bit more explicit about who I'm referring to with they? Is it not abundantly clear?
2: It is if you're paying half attention. (laughs)
1: It certainly if it's in the context of those who seek to get their grubby little fingers on every aspect of American life, eviscerating freedom, dismantling capitalism. By the way, I'm a capitalist, and that wasn't evident, evident, in case I should say that wasn't evident. Uh And I won't apologize for that. I believe in winners and losers. I don't believe in this notion that everybody gets a trophy. I don't support Democrat-run school districts, such as New York City, either the nation's largest or second largest, that just eliminated grades and honor rolls. No grades. Your performance doesn't matter. That kind of nonsense will lead to our ultimate demise. It's not hyperbole. You're teaching children that their performance is irrelevant? You're teaching them that if you work harder, and most importantly you apply your God-given talents, and everybody's got them, to be the best at whatever you aspire to be. That that's irrelevant. That in our society, doesn't matter. You're just all the same. One big, indiscernible, collective blob. Yeah, the they I'm talking about or the people who support that crap. It's the people that, unfortunately, are at the highest levels in our military that are more concerned about dividing people into groups of the oppressed and oppressors than they are winning wars. Last time I checked, that's the purpose of the military. Either to deter them from beginning or if they do, to win them. I don't think I'm off there. Yeah, so I'm calling they who support that kind of crap out. So somebody said, wait, you're not a socialist? (laughs) I actually do have one of my favorite T-shirts I like to wear around during my leisure time. It's got big, bold, black letters imprinted across a white background. It says, American Capitalist. I wear it proudly. I'm not apologizing for it. I'm not apologizing for American exceptionalism, American capitalism. Hell no. I'm not apologizing for My own success? I'm not doing that. Nobody should. I'm not going to do it. I'm I'm not going to let them demonize me. I'm sick of it. You don't pay enough. You don't do this. You don't do that. You're privileged. You didn't earn that. You didn't build that. You're a loser if you think that. You think our friend on the 228 remembers who said that crap? I'm not apologizing for that. Nobody should. I taught my children to do the same. And at everything you do, do your best. Try to perform at your best level. And if it's a competitive endeavor, play to win. It doesn't matter what it is. What did George Patton say? America loves winners. Damn right. America equals winning. Quit apologizing for it. And quit criticizing those who seek to win every time they tee it up. Folks, please remember... The importance of tomorrow, September the 11th. 20 years. Let's pray that this crap never happens again. Thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate you so much. Stay safe. Have a great weekend. God bless everyone.